Once more, little chat with Gusto. Oh, okay. Just turn the gain up, but that seems like a weird thing to have to do. But... It does. It's not normally that bad. Like when me and Mike were using them on. I mean, Friday. It didn't need. It just it's needed a flicking. A bit higher, but like I don't know. I gave them a flicking. Does, does it? Does it sound yeah, all right? Give this one another flicking and see if that totally helps. We're gonna do it on air. On yeah. it live, live on air. Get that yeah. big old click. Get some big old click in my ears. Oh, click! See click. that looks bigger. Does it? There we go. Well, maybe you can turn your gain down now. I mean, yeah, that's so weird. That is odd. Why does that always need a wiggle? And how do we always wind up with a microphone on this one that needs a wiggle? Maybe it's just you. Just rec- I just require a wiggle. <laughs> maybe you just need just a wiggle. Need a bit of a wiggle. Oh, you know what they say about Chris? Needs a wiggle. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. You look terrified. Yeah, it's because I was just scrolling through trying <laughs> to find the point on the Amcar Noble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just trying to scroll, scroll through. Did you just realise we weren't ready to introduce the episode of the cartoon at all? Yes. <laughs> so who did just... we have last time? We did The Crusher. The Crusher was definitely in. Yeah. Is Hippity Hopper our next boy? Um, yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it, it's jumping right in with a new character. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened last time. So like Sylvester, Tweety, and Hector, like that was that went down pretty much as expected, except for Tweety killed Sylvester. Yeah, yeah, that, like, that confirmed. That, yes, and then Elmer and Sylvester, Elmer and Sylvester both died. Yeah, and then Bugs, who we presumed was going to sort it out, and presumably did sorted out to some extent between many uh, many rounds of back alley uproar yeah and i tore a putty tat uh but then after that he just went and boxed a giant man yeah he did who ended up with like there was a train involved it all got pretty weird so like we, we were already pretty confident that like bugs is hedging his bets between baseball and basketball for yeah. what uh aliens are going to challenge uh the earth to in 1996 yeah but like where do we think boxing comes in do you think that for some reason at a certain point in his timeline there was a chance it was boxing as well well no because he took a very similar approach to when he was uh doing the baseball doing baseball like you just stand at the side heckling until he was involved it's just physical training because i mean like like, like boxing is very physically demanding especially when you're going on for like 50 60 to 100 100 rounds rounds. yeah. yeah and like especially if you're going to start involving weapons like trains Yes, I mean, like, yeah, the rules were hazy. Yeah, somewhere between, like, the absurd theatrics of wrestling and more of a stunt show. Yeah, and then just a train. And then it it just got out of hand even beyond that. Yeah, but I mean, Bugs did use his powers to get out, which was quite fun. Like, he just deployed a bit of soil and he was out of there. Well, we can only assume that Bugs did, at some point, sort Sylvester out because uh, he's in Hop, Look and Listen... Uh, from April 17th, 1948, which we're about to have a look at. Uh, and it's got Sylvester, Hector, and uh, a, a new fella called Hippity Hopper. So let's uh, see what that's about. Yeah, I don't really recognise that name. Oh, let's I see. recognise the Crusher, though. Yeah, I, I reckon let's just jump straight in and see, All right. see who he is. Sounds like a plan. So we're watching uh, Hop, Look and Listen from April 17th, 1948. Join us. Thank you. 
So Sylvester's back in the business. Yeah, and perfectly fine. Yeah, and he, he seems to have no recollection of dying. So that, no. that, I think, does support the idea that, like, it's a someone fixing the timeline situation. As to bringing him back. Rather than, yeah, going to the afterlife and bringing him back. Yeah. And the um, things like, 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 we know that's within Bugs' remit. Like, we, yeah. we, we know yeah, he we can know do that's that a power sort of he has. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the story in this one uh, involves around a uh, young kangaroo, yeah. hippity hopper, uh, escaping from the zoo and basically going a snooping. Like, he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a nosy, he's a nosy little fella. Yeah. Um, but he winds up in Sylvester's house where Sylvester's trying to uh, catch a mouse. Yeah, he's gone fishing for he, mice. He's, yeah, he's like, and uh, yeah, he, in the standard Sylvester episode fair, pretty much antagonizes him. But yeah. Sylvester's convinced throughout that it's a mouse. Uh, and as it escalates, he gets more and more scared. He goes outside. Hector's there going, oh, come on. You, you know, it's your job. Do your job. Yeah. You're a cat. You can't be scared of a mouse. Which is interesting because, like, A, Hector and Sylvester, like, are, like, work friends. Yeah, it, it, it almost seems like Hector, Hector is, seems like, is a, like a supervisor yeah, or something like that. Yeah, just, like, to make sure that he's doing his job properly. So it's interesting because, like, we've got to... Pre- I think at this point, like, I'm presuming it's a human's house... I guess so. I mean, they I... seem to be the ones who hire cats. Yeah, right? I mean, we didn't see any humans in this, or so... no, but it's not Sylvester's house. I no, don't think. no. Um, and yeah, so like, it's interesting that, that dogs are still retaining that sort of the higher jobs, like the yeah. the, the um the it, management it, roles. It would explain a lot why why kind of domesticated dogs chase domesticated cats because you know, like, if the dog is the foreman. And the cat's, I don't know, nipping out early. And yeah. the foreman's chasing them going, look, you've got to go back to work. <laughs> We're just not hearing the, look, you've got to go back to work bit. Because, yeah. you know, they're trying to play truant. Yeah, I, I, I guess that, yeah, I guess that's the case. He's like, it's like the whip. Yeah, so like, like, like cats and dogs don't necessarily hate each other. They've just got a very, you know, interesting work dynamic. Uh, but yeah, as it goes on, like, it, it eventually escalates that, so Hector go, goes like, okay, I'll show you how to deal with a mouse and yeah. barge into the house. And by that point... The kangaroo's mother has come from the zoo, uh, and like got Junior back in the pouch. Yeah, and uh, so Hector, when he goes in, sees this massive kangaroo with two heads. Thinks he's seeing a giant mouse with two yeah. two heads. They pack up the kennel. Yeah, and leave and get on the water wagon. Yeah, when we know Sylvester has had problems with the booze before. Yes, like hence the red nose. Yeah, but like, it was it was interesting to hear Hector say, you know, when you see a two-headed giant mouse it's time to get on the water wagon yeah. which means he's drunk quite a lot of the time as well he was he was assuming that seeing oh, yeah. that was because of his his drunkenness yeah because because he was he's just got a lot drunk. smaller nose though so we can't really see as easily when no. he's drunk with sylvester big it's, red yeah, nose he's quite he's, obvious he's with quite sylvester. bad all the time yeah but it's interesting because like that makes me think that they're a business together like yeah. when they just pack off with the kennel and everything yeah right? so it's so, just so, like they're so traveling they think- traveling Mouse, mouse yeah. So do, so do you think the kennel was Ke- like their Hector, head office? I think it's like his handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like a mouse assassin. He's, <laughs> not, a very, at it. he's not a very good one. Didn't say he was a good mouse but assassin. But no, 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 you didn't. Like what I found interesting was like right at the start, like he, he comes along with his fishing gear, and like he's there fishing for a mouse, and he catches one, but he's like, ah. Oh, you know, this is this is too small. I'm just going to throw it back. Because he was trying to catch him to eat as well. Yeah. So, but, like, I guess that's part, like, 
part of his payment or a perk of the job. Yeah, but it's nice to see that he has um, some ethics in his mouse mouse catching. Like, he doesn't want to catch them too small. He wants to wait till they're big enough. Whether or not that's just because he wants a good meal. But I think, yeah, but yeah, I I reckon, think he knows you he reckon, can't just eat the babies. Do you reckon that they hire Hector's mouse catching operation? Yeah. And Hector takes the money. Oh, right. And Sylvester thinks he's getting a good deal. Because he's getting the mice. he's getting paid in mice. Well, I mean, if Sylvester is that drunk, he might just be sold the story, and he's just like, "Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in for this." Like, I'm getting just, like, like Hector's probably supplying the booze. It's just that Hector, much for his sort of much though he's um like you know quite authoritative in this situation, he keeps Sylvester on track on yeah. the job. Like, so like in their specific format, like he seems quite important to it because otherwise yeah. Sylvester would just fuck off, but. In terms of a business model, Hector seems completely superfluous to requirement. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just that he, like, so I, he, he he's a shrewd businessman. I reckon Sylvester's yeah. cut's not very big. No, probably not. Which is why he's like, oh, just going to eat mice. the mice. Yeah, and we do see him scavenging out of bins quite a lot. So he I did mean, say I'm he was starving as well. Yeah, I'm guessing there's long periods between jobs. Uh, one thing we do need to cover though is um, why were these kangaroos in prison? Yeah, see, like, <laughs> like, that was interesting. Uh, like, I mean, this this dates way back to like really early in the first season, series, yeah, where you know we found really that criminal animals were were sent to the zoo. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is like we know things have changed now. We know that uh, kind of humans have become more part of society, so it's possible that. I mean, kangaroos not being native to America, as far as I know. Um, Illegal immigrants. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking that they've come over uh, illegally and not knowing what really to do with them, they've just banged them in the zoo, like like mother mother and child into the zoo. Possibly just while they're waiting for... Um, clear their you know, papers like, to clear. Yeah, papers to clear and, and housing to come through because and also stuff like that. Because also, the baby kangaroo jumps out yeah. and it takes the mother quite a while to leave yeah and like i uh, think it takes her a while to either the papers are through now yeah or it takes her a while to convince her like i need to go out and find my son. yeah so it, 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 it's like look I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna skip town you know i'm not gonna hop jump and skip out but i think it's more but, likely because that would sound like a bit of a story yeah like especially if your kid has already escaped yes then i i i reckon the, the papers like probably cleared while uh before he escaped the zoo, but they just hadn't got round to coming round and going like, okay, uh, everything's in order. You're you're clear to, to move in, so, start so, your new life in this, yeah, so, this so, land so, of the free. So, so do you reckon the mother was hiding the fact that her kid had skipped off because she knew that? Because he's, he's just in the pouch. Yeah, like like, 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 like she knew that if he was it. out illegally before the papers had come through, yeah, that would slow things because they'd be like, right, no, you've yeah, you, I reckon you, so. You've broke the agreement. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah, you're... so she's kept it. Well, that's why she was so angry. Yeah. I, she, I think she was worried, but I think she was also like, you, you jeopardised our chance of, you know, getting uh, housing here. and Yeah, like, and as their uh, luck continues, like, as uh, Junior grows up, I'll be interested to see how, uh, you know, that dynamic affects their relationship. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting one, because, like, I mean, that, like, that would explain why they were in zoo prison. Like <laughs> Zoo prison? <laughs> it's, we just, they just call them zoos. Yeah, they do just call them zoos. It's just the toon word for prison. Yeah. Right. I mean, they do have prisons as well, though, but they just have different... I think it's the zoo, though. Yeah. Uh, it's just... I think also, like, if you're, like, a pig or something, or a goat, you get sent to, like, the petting zoo. And it's, like... Yeah, but, but maybe... It's if weird. You, it's like, like Borstal. Like, <laughs> like, maybe if you're... Maybe not if you're, like, killer. 
No. I don't think he would be allowed in the petting zoo. No, he'd just be in a regular zoo and everyone would be going around going, this is a shit zoo. Yeah, why have you got a pig? <laughs> why is he sat in an armchair? This is weird. But yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, we've seen no evidence of bugs saving Sylvester, but we, we're still going to roll with, I think, that that's what's happening. Well, he's the, he's the realistically, he's the only one that could do it unless Elmer's managed to do something. But... Yeah, I mean, we also don't know how deliberate it is at any point. Or no. if it's just Bugs' actions around the timeline just, just happen to, to sort things out. Just, you know, put Elmer in a different position or put yeah. Tweed in a different position. We don't know. Um, also, uh, Sylvester trained up quite a lot to uh, yeah, catch yeah. this kangaroo, yeah, although it didn't go well. There. Like, I'm wondering if Hippity Hopper is the, the linchpin in Sylvester's inevitable training um, regime. Mm. Uh I don't know if he's going to be the only one or if he's the first, but basically of adversaries that are that are more difficult for Sylvester than just a mouse, but aren't trying to kill him like Tweety. Yes. Yeah. Like it makes you even wonder, you know, how much of the these other things being sent to harass Sylvester is set up by someone who knows Who's, he yeah. might have to play basketball later. That's very possible. I mean, the, the the thing is, we have seen him randomly appear in basketball shoes as well. Yeah. Exactly. Like. I, I, someone's trying to drop the hint yeah exactly it's like look you, you gotta get used to these things uh shall we move on i think we should okay it's just porky it's Which just porky, porky we don't know and without the framing of other characters it's getting increasingly difficult to tell it is i might i think i think this one's going to be quite tight i mean it's called nothing but the tooth so i'm thinking it's going to be fairly dentist based Den- dentist oriented yeah yeah so i'm thinking we're going to be able to find out based on how either he is the dentist or his reactions to the dentist. I don't think he should be the dentist. I oh, definitely shouldn't be the dentist. <laughs> but it's possible he's going to the dentist and seeing somebody in that sort of stressful situation. I mean, if you are one of these people who find dentists stressful, but seeing somebody in that sort of stressful situation, if he whips out like an AK-47 or something like that, we're going to go, okay, that's Porky the Third going to the dentist. Yeah. But, you know, Porky the Fourth, I reckon he'll be a bit more chill about it. Well, let's, let's see what's going on. Uh, we're watching Nothing But The Tooth. Uh, which is a Porky Pig number from May the 1st, 1948. Well, it's not about a dentist at all. No, not a dentist in sight. We were were way off the mark with that one. We really were. But I mean... But then they sort of were. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the tooth was in the episode for all of about four seconds to either end. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was an interesting episode. So, like, we're taking this one as it was Porky the Fourth doing a show. Yeah, I think it's business as usual for Porky again. Like, we, we thought at first it might be his great-granddad again, yeah. which we've seen before. Because it was set in the past, like, it came up with it. But it would have been like, Porky the Third's great-granddad is who we saw before. Yeah. So, like... But um, they started making references to actors and things. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like, from our world. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's business as usual again for Porky the Fourth, which it's is... It's quite nice to see it's that. It's quite nice. It's again. just like, do you know what? Let's it's just like, get back to the old shall school. We just, shall we just do some nice stories? Yeah. Uh, so, it mainly revolves around uh, a Native American just uh, basically trying to scalp Porky at every turn. Yeah, so so Porky's heard that there is gold in California. Gold's been found, yeah, and that's where the tooth came in. So it was, but it was actually a guy's gold, gold tooth, gold tooth yeah. which we saw at the very start. And then there was like, oh, it's a, there's gold found in California. So Porky's like, right, I'm I'm, go, I'm I'm gonna go do some gold mining. Yeah, so he's 
traveling over that way. Yeah. Uh, he's got his his cart. He stops at the gas station, which they just use. I I, I guess because he can't be bothered to just pull the tarps over some rails. They just yeah. inflate it. Yeah, with methane. Yeah, so far as we can tell, with 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 methane. Yeah. So like, well, but what was interesting is when they exploded. So when the arrow hit and the cart kind of exploded, the ashes or the remnants of the rails were there. Yeah. So, like, they definitely do. There definitely is rails underneath I the top. I think they sort of. Flexy, they sort of pop up. Yeah, so so kind of like tent poles yeah. are now. You know, they're just like click, 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 click. But they need that initial. But as to they why they just need to be pinged past a certain point. Yeah, as to why the they car. were filling it up with methane, knowing well, that it was going to be an explosive. I mean, Porky gas. did seem alarmed that it exploded when they fired fire arrows at it. So do you think this gas station had got it wrong, and they were supposed to use like I don't know, uh, helium? Or you know, just like oh, like just an an inert gas, yeah, like CO two or something. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. I reckon something had gone wrong. Like yeah, they just got the wrong gas fashion that day. Either that, or they're just chancing it. Possibly, maybe methane was on cheap, and they were like, "Oh well, we'll just we'll it's just get a couple of canisters of that." One day, yeah, like, it'd be fine. Like, like, probably no, who's, who's get... gonna blow up? Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll just send some, you know, yeah, just highly volatile cars through. <laughs> Through engine territory. Yeah. Uh, I did. So, yeah, that the little guy's trying to. So, it's a tiny guy. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a tiny Native American with a large axe. I did notice that uh, the it's the one time I think that we've heard uh, Porky refer to uh, a Native American not as an Indian, but as a tribe. He calls him a Mohican. Mm. Yes, But yeah. then he goes, oh, that's not offensive. So he calls him a midget as well. <laughs> it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, Porky. It's like, it doesn't have to be this way. No, no. Like, like if, if, you, if you haven't said a sentence with an offensive <laughs> word in it... That's okay. You don't have to. It's just stop. It's fine. You can end the sentence with a full stop just like you normally would and carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so if, why didn't someone tell this to Porky in 1937? Well, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, this was 1948, but, oh, yeah, you know, but someone should have told him then as well. Yeah. They should have kept telling him, really, until he sort of picked up on it. Yeah. Would have uh, been a good idea. So, I don't know. There's some weird stuff in this that we noticed, but ultimately, as it's a show, I don't think it, you know, gives much, like, worldview away. It's just, no. I think it's just a nice little break for Porky the Fourth to actually be able to... To, to, to do his job for a bit but yeah. that we did notice some things porky doesn't resonate no he doesn't uh you know when normally in a cartoon when someone hits something with another thing they, no, they the sort hard of vibrates thing. and yeah. they sort of vibrate they vibrate with it and like jitter off and that happens to the native american but not to porky he hits so yeah the rock the, with, the, with axe, the axe yeah hands it to the uh, Native American, and then he jitters off yeah so, so porky Porky's does not resonate shock absorption we'll yeah. chalk that up to to Porky's doughiness. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it counts as a tomb power, but it's definitely it's definitely something that Porky's got going for him. Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely something which he can use to his advantage. And maybe, like, because, I mean, physically, Porky the Fourth and Porky the Third are quite similar. It yeah. might have contributed to the difficulty in uh, assassinating Porky the Third if he can just absorb tremendous force. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a, an X-Men with yeah, I was that say, power. The, the, it was the, the blob, one? wasn't it? I'm, 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 I'm sure there was a, ca- a character, the Blob, like basically. I don't think he was called the Blob. No, I don't know, but he could. I, I remember one who could like just absorb energy, like energy, fire and just blast it back. 
Yeah, because like, there the, the, the was definitely a character, the Blob, and he was just a massive guy. Uh, and I know he he was very difficult to hurt as to whether or not he could kind of absorb the energy and then fire it back. But we haven't seen Porky do that. We've just seen him absorb the resonance. Yeah, but it's interesting. Uh, it explains why all the assassination attempts were to no avail. Yeah. Um, even if they even if they did find Porky the Third during the Porkytopia era. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, I suppose, poison him, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's definitely going to be ways to kill him. I just think, like, blunt force trauma... Is not the way. Isn't it? It's not going to do it. No, uh, maybe not. Well. Um, oh, what else What else went down? What else went down in that episode? I, there, there was there was a lot of stuff. I don't think there was anything, like, other, other than the not resonating. Yeah. There wasn't a lot which I don't think really impacted. It seems really odd to me that they named the episode... Nothing But The Tooth. Nothing But The Tooth. Because, A... There are a lot of things but the tooth. Yeah. And B, like, the tooth really served no practical purpose in the story. No, I mean, they didn't have to they have, could have it. Ju- they could have just found gold in California yeah. and the story would have been the same. Uh, speaking of inappropriate things that are named nothing but the tooth, yeah. uh, when searching for the episode nothing but the tooth, the first thing is a dentist. Yeah, yeah, there's up. a dentist popped in up. In Sutton, Sutton Caulfield, did you say? Yes, yeah, 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 Sutton Caulfield dentist called Nothing, Nothing But, but the, the tooth. tooth. Now, I don't want, a, like, puns in the name of my dentist. No. Like, I don't think that's... I mean, the thing is that, like, like, like I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it here, and it looks like a nice, it looks like a nice dentist. It, like, uh, But the thing is, is you're probably not going to travel to Sutton Caulfield for a dentist anywhere. Yeah, but... I what, just what, I just don't like that it's that anyone's what, having to use that. What dentist. So, what sort of name on a dentist do you want? I don't know. Not I just like... I, I I just don't want them having fun with it. <laughs> I don't it, want. No, I mean that's fair because like like realistically, there's there is certain jobs where you're like oh, I just don't want them to be making light of what it is they do because they're digging around in my mouth with all kinds of shit. Right, yeah. right. Uh, they, they they've got all kinds in there. Like, 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 I don't like, want them having fun with you, it. You don't want to go to the surgeon office of, you know, Dr. Cutty Cutty. No, Dr. Kill Patient. Yeah, don't, again, Dr. Kill Patient, no, you're not having that. Like, no, but it's like, I don't know. I just slice them and dice them. You don't want to go to that, surgeons. Anything medical or even bordering on it, Yeah, I don't really want, want to, to be have a, bit a more sensible name. No. Like, okay, okay, well, we'll find the local dentist. We've just moved to Sutton Coldfield. Oh. It's called Nothing But The Tooth. I'll travel. Yeah. I'll travel to the dentist. And the thing is, is dentists do deal with more than just the tooth. You know, they deal with your gums, your jaw. You know, they, they deal with the, oh, the whole mouth experience. So again, it's just not correct. It's No, and, like, and, and that's about what I want from pun. my dentist. I want them to be correct. But but there's something about this pun, both in the, uh, you know, naming of a, of a 1848 Western story yeah. and in the naming of a Sutton Coldfield dentist that i don't know no one seems to be able to apply it appropriately they, no. they, they come up with a pun and and, it, and just whiff it it's just it's just untrue yeah like the there's the phrase it's funny because it's true exists for a reason well that, that, so yeah. really guys be careful with your puns use them appropriately if you, if you are a, if you are a dentist don't like, use a don't pun. don't use them yeah that's how careful you have to be yeah uh, shall we take a look in the Porky Piggy Bank? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's have a, just a little peek in there. Yeah, we'll, g- we'll give it a little snoopsy. Yeah, yeah.
Okay, so we make the Space Jam Continuum for free. All the time. Constantly. Every time. Without relent. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Except the time, a couple of time. times we didn't do it between the seasons. But otherwise, we've done it every time. Yeah. And I mean, but every time we've done it, it's been for free. Every single time, yeah. Every time. We charged people to come to the hot Roger Rabbit one and then betrayed those people by putting it on the internet for free. We did. But, but I mean, we, we needed like, those people. And uh, yeah, and we also made a little bit of a loss on that. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the loss was... The loss was eight pounds. Eight, eight pound loss, not bad. Um, but then someone bought me a beer afterwards, so it's actually oh. more like four. I, I, I see it more as you're down four pounds. Yeah, I mean, I probably am down four pounds. <laughs> Maybe you should buy me a beer, and then we'll both be down two, two pounds. pounds. How's that sound? Yeah, okay. We'll do. <laughs> so Chris is going to buy but me a beer. But this is the kind of dire straits we're in. Is yeah. that you know, like uh, the, the, the space jam continuum is not it's not a profitable enterprise. It's really not. But you can help us out. Yep. Uh, if you enjoy the show, uh, please uh, go over to kaiju.fm and uh, check out the Support Us page. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, which is like 25 cents an episode, probably less than that, sometimes probably. we do five. Exactly, sometimes uh, we do. Like, it, like yeah, that's, that would really help us out. If you, yeah. Uh, and it could be even less per episode if you listen to some of the other great shows over on Kaiju. And there is a lot of great shows You've got The there. Prestige, yep. where, of which I'm currently on, yep. uh, putting... Rob through his Wes Anderson paces. Uh, but yeah, that's for film lovers. If you're a film lover, check out The Prestige. Uh, we've got Lawmasters over there, yeah. which is uh, a uh, like little nuggets of uh, inspiration for uh, for your Dungeons & Dragons or, or no. other fantasy RP compa- campaign. And, you know, that's a l- nice little one to just have, you know, just listen to a little nugget yeah, every well, week. It's, it's, like, it's like, like 5, 10, 15 minute little nuggets. They're pretty yeah. good. And, and, you know, so yeah, go check that out. And then... Cal's sauntering around over there as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll do another one called By the Mashton. There's me and Mike, and uh, you know, we just drink some beer, chat about beer, brew some beer, and you know, last week we went off to a um, went off to a nice little brewery, and you know, did one there. Interviewed, which is quite nice. Interviewed, elusive. Uh, didn't yeah, you? we did. We talked to Andy at Elusive Brewing. Um, so that was it, real good. So yeah, there's all kind, there's all kinds of stuff over there. And, there is. You know, if you listen to all that every week, God, it's real cheap. Ah. But yeah, I mean, you know, do bear in mind we're not going to spend this money on beer. Like, you know, this goes to the, this like, goes like anything to you donate goes the to network. Yeah, it just goes to the upkeep of the network. So Chris still has to buy me a beer. Yeah, because like just to keep that balance. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll still buy you the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't just, worry about just, that. Just I'll balance it out. But yeah, like, so if you can, if you can afford to do that, uh, then you know, please consider it because it, it it just helps us keep everything everything ticking over. Yeah. Um, if you can't, or you just don't want to, both reasonable stances. Oh, yeah. It's definitely fine. Uh, there are other ways you can help us out. If you listen to us on iTunes, please, please, please leave us a review. Yeah, and uh, we know people do. And we know people We've do. We've got the stats. The stats. We've, We've got looked the, at it. We see it. We see you, iTunes yeah. people. I mean, we don't see your address or anything. No. We just, we just know there's just some stats. people there. Yeah. We don't have your, your vitals. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just know there is people listening on iTunes. But yeah, please give us a review because it really helps our visibility. Currently, we don't have enough reviews on there to uh, reach Warrant the threshold where we yeah. get a, a rating. So please just take a minute out of your time next time you uh, listen to it or just after you've listened to this one or during if you're listening in a situation where that's possible yeah like uh, right now it'd be and, great. Uh, like if if you can't leave a review you know you probably do have the ability to tell people or at least inform people of you know the great show that is you know the space jam yeah, continuum spread the word yeah if you're a tattoo artist maybe like you know print out little things where you you're giving out cheap tattoos that just say the space jam continuum podcast podcast kaiju.fm yeah. you know just just our details and then just tattoo it on people you know, I mean, maybe it's an op- do that. It, it's an option. Yeah, 
I think it's an option. It's an option. But uh, yeah, like yeah, just spread the word and get involved in the discussion as well. We've got a. Uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, at the Space Jam Continuum. Yep. You can find us on Twitter at TSJ Community. Get involved in a little chin there's, wag. There's loads of ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, just everything, every little helps to just you know spread the word and you know it's nice to know that there's people out there listening. It'd be nicer to know there was more people out there listening. It would be nice to know there's more. So people uh, out there. yeah, to help us out. Uh, shall we? Uh, Get back to the Get other back bit. to the uh, whole, you know, the podcast bit that we I think do. that's a good idea. Yeah, I think All so. Right, then. Let's do that. Okay. In some sort of like weird crossover podcast, we've got ourselves a tasty beer. Yeah, we have got a nice <laughs> beer. Um, which you brewed for beautiful days. We're ready to tackle the last episode of this. Uh, I, th- I, th- I, th- situation. I think it's a good idea. But um, first, I've just like in the interim there. Yeah, I heard you talking about a wine teat spiritual journey. Uh, yeah. So um, when we go to beautiful days, uh, I always brew some beer and take it down. But we also take down wine teats. Uh, wine teat is what we call. <laughs> uh, you know, when you get like the bag in the box wine, and right. you take the bag out of the box, okay. and you've just got. A bag of wine. All right. We call it a wine teat because, you know, the way you suckle on it. <laughs> you know, like okay. that. It's do, a bit, do you, it's you a just bit. carry it around? Yeah. Or do you, like, do you... Because I know, wine teat, I was expecting, like, one of those camel packs full of wine. Oh, uh, no, you don't do that because otherwise you taint that. Oh, that yeah. camel pack is I, then tainted oh, for yeah. good. Um, so we just take the actual teat with the little squirty nozzle. So um, you look classy as... Yeah, oh, it's a festival, isn't it? You're always going to look classy. And, uh, and what normally happens is uh, on one of the days, somebody will disappear with the wine. They, you don't just know go, who it's going to be. Yeah, you don't know who it is. Like it's whoever's got it. They just like at some point they'll go. Okay, I'm just going to nip off and check out one of the other bands, and they disappear. Now I've been that person, I and mean, we know, know it normally changes. Like you know, one day it'll be one person, next day it'll be somebody else, and following day it'll be oh, somebody else. Because you can else. have more than one wine teat spiritual journey per festival. Oh, you can, yeah, quite happily. Yeah. But what happens is, um, well, I mean, when I've done it, you tend to just kind of wander off, and you drink from the teat more often than you would if it was a glass of wine. Yeah, and it's normally about three bottles you of wine with a teat. They're two and a half liters, are they? Yeah, two and a half, three liters. And you drink less in how long? Um, it normally happens over the space of about an hour and a half to okay. three hours, uh, and you'll just disappear off to a tent, and you know there'll be some, uh, you know, a music tent, not just like a tent you've found. Do you come back changed? That's what uh, I really want to know. I mean, you come back very drunk. But I was wondering if, when we've got enough episodes, like uh, like cartoons that we were just confused by, yeah, maybe we revisit them. In a wine tea spiritual, spiritual experience. experience. I mean, it's, it might not be a bad idea. Where we just drink three bottles of wine in a couple in the, of hours. In the space of a couple of hours and just watch some cartoons. And watch the ones that confused us to see if they... Oh, the Ben Birdie one. God, see if they're be... helping out. Yeah, we'll do Ben Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, uh, we'll do that Mirrors one. Yeah. But I mean, like that is that that is the wine tea spiritual experience. Basically, like you just disappear off with the wine tea. And... Not being the person who's done it, when, when they come back, they, they miraculously find the rest of the group and they always come back and they, you, you can tell they're just absolutely battered but have had a fantastic time watching some really obscure music. You know, they're normally swaying about a little bit. You know they can see colours that, that you can't. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like they might have had something other than 
teeth. No, wine. no, no. I mean, it, it's. I think it's just what happens if you try and take down three bottles of red wine in like an hour. <laughs> I mean, I can see that. <laughs> like well, you can, like, like you can taste the air. Yeah, you, know, you can hear all the colours. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't do that now because we've only got one more uh, got to watch uh, this time round. Yeah, and uh, you know, if that amount of wine in two hours sounds like a bad idea, it definitely sounds like a bad idea in the next eight minutes. Yeah, no, really. So does. we'll just drink this beer, this nice beer. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. And uh, we'll uh, we'll watch. Um, well, I think it's a Bugs number, isn't it? It oh, is. It's a Bu- Bugs Bunny and your Seventy Sam number. Classic. Buccaneer Bunny. Yeah. Uh, from May 8th, 1948. I'm expecting some pirate action. Yeah. Because yeah, your 70 that. Sam's quite easily re-applicable from his uh, bandit style. To another type to of a bandit. Pi- to a, a, pirate, sea bandit. a sea bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's How come sea bandit on? never stuck? It's not as good, is it? No, it's not. And I think pirate was probably around before bandit was around. Do I don't know. Let's go on an etymology adventure next time. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we're watching Buccaneer Bunny from May 8th, 1948. Get involved. Okay, so that's got to raise at least some Yosemite Sam questions. Uh, how old is Yosemite Sam? Well, I, don't, I mean, there was no, there was no time stamp on that, so we can... there was not. But we've seen him in like the like eighteen forties, yeah, and we have, and presumably later, like eighteen, like the late eighteen hundreds, yeah, um, like golden age of piracy is what late 1600s early 1700s yeah. i mean it, uh, it, it it's possible that sam isn't like a human like like because we've discussed this before like you know like what is sam because yeah we, we posted a bodies. grotesque image up on the twitter a while back we, we could, we'll, we'll bung that back up again so you can have a look at it yeah but, but it posits that uh sam is more sort of face tentacled cthuloid uh, situation, but we yeah. did see him there without those. Well, we we we've seen him with mustache stalks. Like every time he gets blown up, he never loses mustache. There's always some sort of stalk related thing. There. Yeah, like, so it's possible it's that branches. those tentacles. Well, it's possible that those tentacles shrivel up when exploded. They retract. Um, they just retract in for yeah, safety. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, kind of see that. <clears throat> but what I'm thinking is, he's actually just really old, and he's always been a bandit of some description. Like yeah, he's, he's, he's whatever that, type of bandit at the time. Yeah, so, you know, he moves about, and, you know, in this one, he happens to be a pirate. I wonder if there's any later episodes that are like him, but it's like, I don't know, Heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Or maybe he's like a like a Wall Street banker. Ah. Oh, you know, the true criminals. Satire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I'm just wondering if whether or not it's going to be like that. But... Yeah, I don't think he... He's definitely not human. He just but persists. I'm think, yeah, I'm thinking he is always... He's just attracted to bandit lifestyle. So how old do we think he is? Because I, I bet there's one at least where he's like a highwayman. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, if, if we're thinking he's sort of like Cthulhu-esque, like, is he an elder god? Is he an, Is he a kind of... Um, I think he's it's more like... I think that he's made sort of a pact with a with an eldritch being right don't you think? and he's uh, and over the time that bond has warped his features so possibly started out as a human 
Yeah, like those tentacles grew inside the mustache. Yeah. Maybe he didn't even know about them. No, so, 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 so maybe the mustache is a symptom. So maybe he never really had a mustache. He just started growing one and couldn't stop it. Couldn't stop it. But yeah, it's, like, it starts to manifest like those weird Innsmouth fish people. Yeah. That's, yeah. Inter- that's an interesting thought there, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, like we, we've got to work out what's going on with him because, like, we've seen him. Yeah, like as we say, in a lot of a lot of bandit sort of situations, yeah. but they've mostly been old west type things. Have we seen him in a modern episode yet? I don't think we have. Like a modern. I mean, the thing is, we've only number. seen Yosemite Sam three times, maybe four times, and uh, like he's he's starting to speak more as well. Yeah, I I don't know. Because also, like he, he never seems like a very good bandit in any of these eras. Like he's he's like he's an old dog having to learn new tricks. Yeah, it's but like, I mean, okay, like, I'm doing like he it this was, way now. I'm a pirate now. I'm yeah, a, I'm a, he he was proclaiming various different bits to bugs. You know, he was talking about being the rootinest, tootinest, shootinest. You know, so he's he, he's kind of, I don't know, he's almost trying to spin a poem about his lifestyle and like the time <laughs> that he's been alive. But rootinest, tootinest, though that's that's from later. But then maybe well, maybe we, it's well, from him. Yeah. The et- like the etymology issues uh becoming interesting in the mm-hmm. universe. Like we had maroon again in there. Yeah, but I mean the thing is that came from bugs. Okay, and, from bugs and bugs. Uh, like, we yeah, all know. Yeah, like like he he is aware of like the marine ma- studio exactly. So he's probably jumping about, and he was never really worried at this point. Like the end of the episode ends with them back on the island after having a load of shenanigans on the ship yeah. and Bugs just having a lot of fun teasing Yosemite Sam ends up back on the beach Bugs jumps down a hole Yosemite yeah. Sam Bugs' powers gets... work on sand by the way yeah 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 they work on this. sand yeah which is uh, I mean we've never seen that happen before we assumed it was just soil but that does fit in I mean it's both they're both S related because they both got S's at the yeah, front yeah it's interesting though it's like it's like you know, at some point, I'm hoping we'll we'll build up a real picture of what the what the what limitations compos- composition what like warrants soil. Mm. Yeah, because um, sand seemed fine, and that was definitely nearly all sand. Yeah, well, well, they were like because they were always on the beach of the island. Yeah, but Sam ends up pointing his guns down the hole, and sticking his head down the hole, and then it just blows up. And what you're left with is actually a cannon from the ship under the soil and that was the that was the hole was the there was the opening and the cannon and yeah. sam had just stuck his head down and bugs had pulled the thing but he was stood next to the can so he jumped down the hole got out of the cannon pulled the like pulled the string on lit it but then he said i haven't even begun to fight so this is yeah. this is this, this is, is a later on, bugs yeah and he's just like like this isn't even war testing bugs, the war bugs yeah like this isn't even testing my powers yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, he, he definitely knows he's the he, shit. Yeah, he, like, uh, that's so it. He pops like, out at the start, like, just covered in, like, jewelry. Yeah, loads of blades. Like, and he's it. just like, boom, check me out. Covered in my blades. Because we see bugs go through phases, and we presume it's always a latter bugs in those phases where he he's just really into himself. Yeah. He's just, he, he, he's, a, he's a big man. Oh, he, like, he, like, like, he knows what he's about. He's just like, yeah, I'm cool. What you got? But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like how many different eras we see Elmer in, uh, Elmer, no, Yosemite, Yosemite Sam, Sam. Yeah. Um, and like how how his arc progresses, how his character progresses, because we pres- we're presuming currently that he's just going to present uh, progress in a linear fashion, yeah, through time and yeah. just. But the thing is, is like I've always known Yosemite Sam as kind of the bad guy, 
But as we've seen time and time again over this like the last year, we're and bit, always we've been doing wrong. This. Yeah, we're always wrong. Like it's always like oh, okay, well you know the bad guy is inevitably always a good guy. But I just don't think that's going to be true. He's seventy. We know he ends up being good. But he wasn't really like. I mean, he's he's been a, bit, a lot of bugs, like to dos. Yeah, but like, it's not like they're a classic double team it's like, no. like they're classic nemesis like yosemite sam seems peripheral most of the times you've been wrong it's like you know it's it's a classic double team it's bugs yes. and elmer it's sylvester yeah. and tweety it's uh porky and daffy yeah like, yosemite sam seems to be more of a free agent yeah he does seem to just kind of drift about causing mischief but the i mean the thing is we know he's in space jam yeah. so uh, the thing is whether or not he's recruited for the fact he's willing to play dirty yeah maybe you know, he's, it, he's, it, he's on the bench, but he's there to be. Yeah, like, like, like Bugs is like, right, okay, you know, if this becomes a game of, you know, just down and dirty sort if of this, sport, if then this that's good, where it's going to go. Good basketball game is, you know, dis, uh, besmirched yeah. by heaven forfend any sort of wacky cheating. Yeah, on either side, I'm ready for that. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've, this I've, guy. I've, I've got, I've got the wild card Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Who needs integrity when you've got two guns? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the famous line from the film Space Jam there. It, exactly. It's not. No, I, I, made don't it think, I don't think it is. It, <laughs> or maybe it is. It's been a while since I've seen Space Jam. Oh, I'd be very surprised if it was in there. <laughs> but I'm but sure we'll get I'm going to look out for it. I'm sure we'll get there eventually. I'm sure we will. <laughs> I'm going to look out for it, though. But yeah, I don't think that like answered much. We've got some interesting ideas about Yosemite Sam. Yeah. But that's sort of it. Uh, yeah, and find out that Bugs, um, you know, power works in sand as well is quite good. Yeah, I mean, that's it opens up his options, certainly. Yeah. Like, we, and maybe the reason it's later Bugs is because he didn't know for a long time. Possibly. Like, or, 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 or perhaps as power's evolving as time goes on, you know, it started out, you know, being... A, and eventually it's just time and relative dimension in stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It still works with the S. So, like, the most dangerous Bugs can get out of anything. Yeah. But hopefully by that point he's learned. I mean, I'm hoping his powers have power. some limitations because he's a bit, he's a bit scary when he's he, when he's like he is quite OP really. Isn't when he, he realizes the the extent of his powers, he's a bit, he's a bit much. Isn't he? Yeah, but I, like I said, I think once he gets to his kind of, you know, top level, you know, peak form bugs, like. The he's going to have learned responsibility about by that. He's got. He's, he's he's going to have you know chilled out. He's going to be old enough to go right. Okay, don't need to worry too much, and just doesn't abuse his power. Yeah, I'm I, I'm thinking like this. St- the like the cocky stage is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Well, not like the very, but like later, but before, like he's got to iron out that idea before Space Jam bugs. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he, he has to. I think he. I think most of those probably occur before he has the revelation that they're going to all have to play basketball against aliens mm. um because like he's quite focused on that goal and quite considered because oh, yeah. like, he does some weird stuff in pursuit of that goal yeah but he, so he must have really looked at it and gone no that's what needs to happen like that is exactly this is exactly the chain of events i need to trigger like yeah. i imagine you know in heroes uh where he's got like the timeline in the loft and it's just string just everywhere yes, yeah. across the whole place yeah i reckon i reckon yeah probably in his little you know interdimensional space yeah his, his, his like fortress of solitude yeah mm. so yeah interesting to see how that develops yeah uh, so uh 
yeah, that's about it for this week. Um, I am guesting, as I mentioned earlier, over on uh, the Prestige podcast on Kaiju FM. I'm also currently uh, hanging around uh, over on Merely Roleplayers, which you can find on Twitter, at Merely Roleplay. Uh, it's a live roleplay podcast. Uh, in the current series is a spy thriller, and I'm in that doing a bad accent. How, how's, how's that going? Well? I mean, it's... it's, yeah, it's it's going reasonably well. Yeah. I mean, we recorded it a long time ago. It's, it's, it's quite fun for me to listen to hear it back yeah. now, edited down to make it sound like I, I'm <laughs> you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, if you if you if you've ever wondered what uh, at least I sound like uh, without all the bits where I'm not funny at all, <laughs> uh, like I uh, have often. You wondered can go that. over to Millie Roleplayers where Matt has done a superb job of like really cutting out a, a load of a load of shit <laughs> and making you hilarious. I don't think I'm hilarious. No. But, you know, I sound quicker than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's great. Oh, that's good. Uh, so yeah, you can catch me over there. Cool. Uh, yeah, and um, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, um, the episode of By the Mash Tun, uh, where we go up to Elusive Brewing and interview Andy, uh, will be going out. So, you know, listen up to that one. It's, uh, it's a bit of a different episode because it was the first one where we're doing it outside of either one of our houses and we're actually going on location so the recording quality isn't amazing because <laughs> we're in an active brewery on an industrial estate yeah it's to be, it's to be understood exactly but it, it, it was a really good day it was nice to chat to andy Elusive, um, uh, it's a fantastic brewery andy's just really good brewer yeah, he knows a lovely ex- guy yeah, he knows exactly what he's talking about um and in there we you know we go through kind of how it all started um as well as you know what we're brewing that day and we had a chance to try some quite interesting beers which was really nice but yeah it was a good day so you can listen to that again it's not this sunday yeah, it's the following next one. week but yeah th- you've got some mash time well, to actually, catch up I, on, actually I, I suppose when this comes out it will be that it sunday. will be this sunday so this sunday <laughs> i do i do have the you've, that, you've got a little peek behind the curtain there yeah that actually you know we do have a buffer so in case <laughs> one of those falls ill we are actually a podcast ahead you've ruined that it, it only took and it took four episodes, and you're already I d- I d- revealing I d- revealing trade secrets. I d- I d- so I'm d- going to cut it off here. <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. uh, tune into some of that other good stuff if you're if you're really lacking for us. <laughs> uh, bye. bye.